Obama Leaders Program. Obama Leaders Program. Yeah, where we get taught about, you know, leadership and, um, you know, they open us to resources on how we can uh, continue impacting our communities. And then in November, um, you know, out of the 400 Obama leaders for the two cohorts that have existed, Obama wanted to bring over five leaders uh, from across the continent. And um, I was one of the leaders that he invited over. Yeah, it's like... Which is is amazing. Um, And um, basically one of the key reasons why he invited me over is because they're designing the Obama Presidential Center. So what they did was they put together a panel discussion uh, with sort of the famous architects who won the competition to design the presidential center and me so to talk about architecture and how to create places that bring people together and how those things could then affect uh, sort of the Obama Foundation and as they build the Obama Foundation. No, no, hold, let's just go back a bit. One minute you're a kid making a playhouse that's falling down on you <laughs> next to your parents' house in a settlement. Where did you study architecture? So I had I I went to high school in Zimbabwe. High school in Zimbabwe, high okay. In Zimbabwe, and then I went to college in America. And how did you get to college in America? Um, I had knocked in a thousand doors trying to sort of raise funding because I, I always had this dream of wanting to go study in America uh, because it's an already developed country, and I wanted to be able to bring some of those principles back to South Africa so that we can develop, you know, Durban and South Africa. At any point when you were over there and you were studying, did the American dream not get hold of you where you started to think, actually, maybe it might be quite nice to live my life here, raise a family here? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think everyone goes through that little phase, but, you know, every project I did, it just kept coming back where it's like, man, like, if I'm designing the skyscraper in New York, no one in my family or in my community would ever be able to even walk into this building. So it's almost like I always wanted to sort of create and use architecture as a vehicle to alleviate uh, communities from where I come from. But did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh, but it's nice here? I did, and I still do. (laughs) Well, thank you for being honest, because it's all like good and noble to say, you know, I'm coming back home and I'm bringing my, my work back home. But also, you're an intelligent man. Yeah. And you need to do what's right for you. Yeah. So it's obviously it's good for us that you come back. For sure, for sure. But... But what I did was I balanced it. So what's happened is because of the work that I'm doing uh, with architecture here in Durban um, and the impact that this has had, I get invited to speak uh, in America a lot, like every two months or so. Stop! <laughs> so, Stop! So I got to balance it. I live in, in both worlds. Colin, do you fly business? Uh, Be sometimes, honest. Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Does Obama fly you? Are you flown by Obama? <laughs> if if I'm going to Obama, yes, he is the one. So you have like a ticket that's like booked by Barack Obama. <laughs> well, by his foundation, but yes. <laughs> that's mad. So I recently actually got a call to come and uh, do a, a guest lecture on the social impact architecture work we're doing in South Africa at the Harvard Graduate School of Design, which is amazing because, you know, growing up, Everyone wants to go to Harvard and so on. Yeah. So I can say I lectured there. <laughs> so so we have cool. got a Durban boy, yeah. born and bred, mm-hmm. our very own man of our soil, <laughs> going to be lecturing at Harvard. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing a guest lecture on, on sort of the work that we're doing, which is really exciting. 
Look, I don't want to take away from any of your work. We, I know we're going to talk about that more, and I want to yeah. find out more about what you're going to be doing with the foundation. But let's talk Obama. Yes. You've obviously met Barack Obama. Yes, I did. I did. How many times? Uh, once. <laughs> okay, you've met him one time. Yeah, in November. And how was that? Just amazing. You know, you walk into a room. Oh, when he walks into a room, there's just like, you can feel it. <laughs> you know, uh, let me be clear. Ah. <laughs> But, you know, both him and Michelle in the same room, just amazing. And I think he said something that was really inspiring and, and touching to me when we met. He's like, well, you know, we asked him a question and say, you know, he's like, a, a lot of young people always ask him a question saying, you know, so how do I become president? Yeah. Right? Like, how do I become president of the United States? And he says, well, when he was 25 or 26, he wasn't thinking about becoming president. He was sitting in his class probably chasing girls at Columbia. And every now and again, a, a guy from the African National Congress who was about his age would come and talk about the struggle they were fighting in apartheid. He would read about Mahatma Gandhi. And then he started realizing, it's like, man, like I have so much more resources and I'm not doing anything and these guys are changing the world. I want to be a part of that change. And that's what sort of compelled him. Really? To, to, yeah, that's what compelled him to finish an Ivy League degree Instead of moving back to Hawaii, he goes to a broken down community at the south side of Chicago and starts community organizing. Wow. And that's led to him eventually being senator and then from senator to being president. So the gist of the story was like, look, don't focus on what you want to be, but focus on the impact you want to make. Oh, I like that. Say that again. So don't focus on what you want to be. Focus on the impact that you want to make and everything else will work itself out. And Wandile, what impact do you want to make specifically here at home in KZN? I want to use architecture as a vehicle to build communities. So for far too long, architecture has been used to segregate, uh, you know, whether it be apartheid architecture or, apartheid, or architecture in America, which created projects and ghettos. Like growing up as a kid, I never saw an architect. I didn't know what that was. But I want to be able to create a generation where kids in Guamash, kids in Guamash know what it is to be an architect and they aspire to be that and they can come back and develop and build their communities. So I think that change begins with me. Do you think in a country where we still have, I don't know what the correct name is for a squatter camp or, you know, Shantytown, Shantytown, would there ever be a space where we would be able to run programs where just the normal man on the street who's not an architect but could learn yeah. a little bit at least? Because when you are putting together a shack, yeah. maybe there are some like rules or there there's just something that could really make a house safer. Just sure. like you were talking about being a child and it falling down on your yeah, head. Yeah. I mean, because my brother's an architect. And yeah, oh, cool. It's, it's like for me, I look at what he's doing and I'm like, I don't even understand <laughs> any of this. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I wish I would love to know what is like, how do you even make a structure? I mean, is it is there ever going to be a place that we can learn as the normal man on the street? Yeah. Well, I think I think we need to start by acknowledging that people are a lot smarter than we think. Mm. For example, people who build informal settlements are some of the most creative individuals in the world. They can practically build a building out of anything, right? So that takes a lot of creativity. They just don't have the formal education that I have. And what we're trying to do as a Ubuntu design group is partner that formal education and harness that creativity to create contextual African local Well, let's, let's go straight there to Ubuntu design group. Design group. Yeah. Tell me about Ubuntu Design Group. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? 
It's based on the premise that if apartheid architecture could be so effective in segregating and oppressing, then community-led design can enable people. So do the exact thing, opposite. Opposite, exactly. We're Equal using the and same opposites. Tool. Yes. Ah. So, so that's what we're trying to do. So we're only doing what I call social impact architecture and tackling sustainable development goals. Um, so, for example, we would love to design the next school for girls that Oprah does in Africa, right? Yeah. yeah. So those are the type of work we do. However, but if you're trying to build a FNB skyscraper in Amsanga, right? But you have a clear path and like this will hire forty percent from low income communities, from commercial, from this and from that, and we're going to create X amount of jobs. Uh, especially since South Africa is struggling with that, we would want to work with you because you're creating that impact that we want to see. Hold on, wait. I, just, I kind of feel like I'm getting a business pitch. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, like, and because I'm not into business or sure. architecture, I'm sure. feeling a little bit lost here. Got it. Should, so should I explain? So, yeah, yeah. so let's like your, your firm sure. okay, or your business. Sure. Are you going to be still making the big things except sure. in a community-driven way or are you actually building in the communities? You got it. So it's, it's, it's a bit of both. Okay. So we do social impact work, right? So all the work that we do has to directly feed back to communities. Okay. And how do you choose your communities? How do we choose the communities? So it depends on the need that's within that particular community. So like right now we're working on a daycare uh, in Groutville where we found these 60 kids who uh, were in this daycare in just two very cramped rooms. So they sleep there, they eat there, it's the kitchen, whatever. So what we're doing is we're proposing designing a um, interactive desi- uh, space for these kids to learn and have a dignified education, where we partner with corporates um, to sort of fund that project and they get B credits, but also impact through that. So it really depends on the need within different communities that we can serve. And who's funding this operation? Because it's all good and well. And I mean, if we could, surely every single child yes. should have an interactive, beautiful space to learn and be able to sleep in a separate place from where they go to the loo in a separate place from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But if we had the money, so who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's funding these things? <laughs> so it's, it's divided into two. There's Ubuntu nonprofit and then there's Ubuntu for profit. Right. So what I was explaining to you earlier is that as the Ubuntu for-profit business, it's still a social impact uh, design firm, but we get clients who are like, hey, we want you to design this. And then we we take projects based on how much impact that particular project will have within the community, right? And then with Ubuntu Nonprofit, those are projects that we look for ourselves. And then we look around for corporate partners who could help in us developing those particular projects. Your connection to America and the Obama Foundation, is that pulling any money back this side or is it two separate entities? So what's what's happening is that we're currently uh, building an affordable housing model in association and, and, and help with the network that we get from the Obama Foundation, where we want to be able to scale and target the gap housing market and be able to provide affordable housing at scale. So this is where... For South Africa. For South Africa. This is where then we're able to then tap into social impact investors that are within the Obama Foundation network that could potentially invest in that. So we're still working on... Uh, the R&D for that particular project. So, Wendy, let's say someone here is listening right now yeah. and 
they are very interested in what you're doing. They yes. want to find out more. Perhaps yes. there's uh, someone with a huge CSA budget that they're looking to put that budget somewhere. Yes. How does someone find out more? Do you have a website or um, perhaps even there's another architect that's going, you know, I'm really, this is something, a passion of mine. I'd love to help get involved. How does someone get hold of you? Uh, I think the best and most streamlined way will be our website, UbuntuDesignGroup.com. UbuntuDesignGroup.com. Yeah. And then, from our website, you can be able to access our social media and everything else. And if you want to talk to me directly, you can talk to me on Instagram, which is OneDealer7 or OneDealer at UbuntuDesignGroup.com. And so now that you've been part of the Obama Foundation, mm-hmm. are you like, you will always be a part of it? Or was it only 2019? <laughs> 2019 was your year and it's like Miss South Africa. Like you aren't Miss South Africa anymore. Or are you, are you now part of Obama's crew for life? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So I am part of the Obama Foundation for Life. <laughs> I miss South Africa for life. I miss South Africa for life. Yeah, so which is really cool because I think some of those networks are starting to pay off. We got one of the Obama leaders is designing the first sort of home for kids with autism in Angola. What? So they've wow. sort of asked us to sort of design that. You know what I mean? So like we're always looking for cool projects, but you know, obviously we would love to have more projects here in South Africa. So if you're listening, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> and wait, I need to pause you there. I know, sorry, I can see we're going to say something else, but um, we're talking very much about community driven, community projects, community, community for the community. Sure. How does Wandila get paid? Well, Wandila gets paid from the project because we charge fees to do the project. Okay, right? so you get your normal architectural fees. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. daddy's getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the projects come, but yeah. Like it's so, not a corner <laughs> office in New York, hey, but... <laughs> it's something. It's yeah. Florida. It's smaller. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a middle office in Florida Road. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not that deep. But it, that's what I was saying. It's like... It's not just like, you know, your home for kids and autism in Angola, but it's like if you're a corporate firm and you're trying to design or build a particular office or something like that, but you want to work with us and we can create a clear path on how that particular structure would trickle down and impact low-income communities through creating the construction jobs or through the jobs that you're going to hire there, then we're willing to work with you. You know what I mean? Okay. We just want people to be socially conscious and to be able to... A little bit of a pay it forward. Exactly. Exactly. That's, what, that's all we're asking for. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense because these high-rises are going to be built anyway. Yeah. So yeah. what's the... Like, how is it going to affect you? And it's only going to affect you positively if you also know that you've built a high-rise, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you've got a few places for cars to park but you've also given something back for sure so i'm not saying don't build your mansion i'm just like hey if you want to build your mansion with us we'll figure out ways that that mansion could also give back to the low-income communities that's it (laughs) when is your uh when is your harvard lecture uh, my Harvard lecture is going to be in the fall, so in sometime in October. When is the fall? Okay, October, <laughs> October. So can we, and uh, will you have that, I mean, will it be broadcast somewhere or will it go up onto, so we can see yeah. it or hear it or so it come give be, back, yo? <laughs> it will be on, uh, it will be on YouTube. Uh, so basically, you know, I'll be talking about social impact architecture. We did, so like the work we did in Umbumbula where we sort of designed uh, a community, working with the community where it's sort of bottom up. And we are designing this, hoping it would be a model for South Africa to adapt for small towns. So instead of Brilliant. people- Yeah, instead of people moving from Mumbumbulu to come to Mshanga for your work, how about we create economic opportunities in Mumbumbulu? So that currently just got listed uh, as one of the 
leading projects by the Brilliant. United Nations Technical Brilliant. Sustainable Development Goal number 11. So that's what I'll be talking about at Harvard. So the, as I was saying, you know, I get invited to talk on leadership because I'm a number Obama leader. I talk on social impact architecture and I talk on diversity and inclusion. But the thing is, all all my uh, all my gigs are in America. So if you're listening, highlight me in South Africa. We want we want to be able to do this. Okay, so all your work is in in the states, and it's like South Africa doesn't. We haven't realized what we got. Exactly. So we don't want to lose you. We want to make sure, and you know, I think it's it's such a beautiful idea and it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And this is the way we're going to go forward. And if you're listening right now and you're a little boy or girl and you haven't heard about architecture or you're looking at it, look at all the things around you that have been made and built, all the houses and all the buildings. And that's what an architect does. Yes. yes. And we need them. It's like you get to do art yes. and you get to play Lego, <laughs> but for real. <laughs> and it has real impact. In, and, in real and real money. And real money. And Wandile, I'm so glad that I happened to find you. Literally, like Wandile was walking past and I grabbed him in and and we've just recorded here on my phone. And I'm so glad that I got you in here. And I cannot wait to see what Mm -hmm. the future of both not just Ubuntu, but you as well as a a person. Yes. And perhaps one day we'll see a president, the name president before your name. <laughs> hey? I'll talk to Obama about that. Talk to Obama. We'll, 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 we'll Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. This is East Coast Breakfast. East Coast Breakfast.